Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our second episode of our new EKN Facebook face-to-face -face interview show. Today, as you can see, Margay Racing presenting our broadcast. We have uh, some great guests coming. Uh, David Cole, are you feeling a little more comfortable in the production chair? I know normally it's uh, EKN Trackside Live production, then it's doing our podcasts and commercial production. You've uh, become a, a heck of a producer now, but now you're a TV producer. How's that feel? It's it's taking to the next step because we're bringing in five different uh, feeds into this uh, this broadcast. So we're we're feeling it out as we go along, but uh, we have some plans in place, and we'll see if it if it uh, plays out well. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on, folks. Of course, so we just launched this deal with Alan Rudolph on Tuesday, and it went over really well. We had some great feedback from everybody, which we thank you for taking the time to send us messages or posting and or coming on here, and of course, giving us some live comments as well. We would love that if you are tuned in. Jump on the comments below. Tell us where you're where you're watching from. Tell us what you're doing. If you have questions from our guests, feel free to put them up there. As you may have saw from the first episode, David's able to bring some of those questions in, and we can present them to our guests here today. Uh, as we started with Alan Rudolph, next Tuesday will be a good one. We're going to bring in Mike Burrell and Jason Burgess from USAC Carding. We'll talk a lot about uh, the battle at the Brickyard, how that we see that kind of rolling out. I wrote a column earlier today. Actually, I wrote the column yesterday to run today. USAC, actually, David, coming out with uh, a bit of a communication. A lot of the stuff I was talking about are stuff that they're going to be imp implementing already for the Battle of the Brickyard. Yeah, and other tracks already that are going to be racing this weekend, such as Newcastle Motorsports Park and, and other facilities that are member only. Uh, they have, they're still, uh, you know, following the social uh, distancing guidelines that are set out for the country and each state uh, guidelines that are set out. So, uh, yeah, a lot of different moving pieces uh, around our sport and getting people on track. Uh, indeed, good to see who's uh, tuning in right now. Gerald Casey has tuned in. Uh, PSL Moncton, they're having a big race. Uh, the Can-Am Four Cycle Festival is happening uh, in June. Hopefully, we'll be able to get that one in. Kind of a, a connected sister race to the Cup Cards North America Grand Nationals. You'll win at that event in Quebec. It's a Briggs 206 race. You get a chance, a ticket to go race at the Cup Cards North America event. So good to see Gerald uh, tuning in there as well. All right, David, let's bring in uh, the first of the three guests we've had here. Kind of the lead shoe of this particular trio we have here today. Let's introduce uh, Keith Freiber from Margay Racing. There's Keith right there. Look at David doing a great job on the uh, on the production. Keith, thanks for joining us, buddy. I appreciate it. Glad to be here, Rob. Uh, super excited uh, to be here, I suppose, under these circumstances. I think I'd rather be at the track. I think yeah. we'd all rather be at the track right now. Uh, and I was actually planning on doing this from the track today, but uh, that's not going to happen because we've got some uh, difficult weather back here. Yeah, so, I, get, I think that we're getting that all over the place now, aren't we? It's not good. Yeah, just it's crazy. You know, the tracks are, or some of these restrictions are going to be relaxed, and and hopefully we won't be challenged with uh, wet weather uh, and a wet spring. I know everybody is super anxious to get back to the track. I know I am. So we're hoping that uh, Newcastle has some good weather this weekend. Yeah. And uh, all of these, the few other tracks that are trying to open. We hope they're blessed with good weather, and uh, we really hope we can see some carts back on the track. I know people are going stir-crazy, and they want to get back out, and we certainly want to get back to the track as well. One of the things we're going to be talking about today, we have a couple of your track operators, essentially owner-operators, uh, talking about the Margay Ignite program. One thing I want to bring up before we bring them in a bit, we'll start talking about Gateway before we do. Your carting stimulus package I thought was a fantastic deal. Talk about that a little bit. If you buy a cart from Margay, you have a lot of carts ready to go in, in stock. <laughs> yeah. you, guys, you guys are actually going to kick in some cash for their club for their entry fees for this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and this goes along with the theme that we've been talking about, about how uh, important local tracks are to carting. You know, we talk about, I talk about the pyramid a lot. Time, yeah. And um, 
the top of the pyramid, the tip of the pyramid doesn't exist without the base. Mm -hmm. And that base is our local tracks. And the local tracks are obviously taking a beating right now, uh, being locked down, not being able to open for practice or events, things like that. And it's really important to us that uh, those tracks continue to do well, prosper and, and give our customers a place to race. So um, as I mentioned before, there's no government stimulus coming uh, for the local tracks. No, <laughs> uh, that's not going to happen. So uh, it's a it's a small way for us to ensure that um, the local tracks are getting some support. So you buy a new cart from us and we do have them in stock right now. <laughs> it's been a little quiet, as you can imagine. Yeah, right. But we've yeah. uh, we've also been fortunate uh, that we've had some really significant orders come in uh, over the last couple of weeks. So that's nice. been nice. But uh, if you purchase a new cart from us right now, we will turn around and we're going to give $250 to the local track that you designate. So if you're at uh, Mid-State Cart Club, Springfield, Illinois, or 61 Cartways, or, or OVRP, or Autobahn, wherever you're running, whatever your designated local track is, you buy a new cart from us, that track gets 250 bucks, and you get free freight, and you get 2019 pricing. Now, the 250 is that just for the club itself, or is that to pay for your entry fees, your initial entry fees to start the season? Good point. Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> that that's that doesn't go into the club beer fund or anything yes. like that. Yeah. Um, that goes to pay for your entry fees, uh, your practice fees, whatever. So that's going to uh, allow you as a new participant at the club. You can go out there, you can race, you can practice, and those fees are covered uh, up to two hundred fifty dollars worth. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I love it. Now let's talk about the Margie Ignite program a little bit. Obviously, it's something that, that has been rolling up impressively. You guys have grown it from that first essential uh, program at Gateway. It was a big part of uh, the Rock Island Grand Prix. It expands from there. Now you have the Margie Ignite Majors, which you know, of course, yeah. last year was Quincy, and it was the Battle of the Brickyard. Yeah. And then it expanded to the Scusa Winter Series, which was cool yeah. to see all those guys down there at the Winter Series. Yeah. But let's focus back first on Gateway because – Gateway Carplex really has been, it's kind of the heart and soul of the program where it's grown out of that connection between rental kart racing and people yeah. wanting to go kart or like actual competition karting. Yeah. And it's just, that's really the, 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 the heartbeat, right? For this whole program right now. It really is. Uh, Gateway is front and center with everything that we've done here. And uh, Curtis Francois gave us a great opportunity, basically gave us a blank sheet of paper uh, when he built the Carplex there uh, six, seven years ago. And, and now we're rolling into our fifth full season there at the Cartplex. And, and Curtis, again, to his credit, said, look, you're the carting guys. You take care of it. You figure it out. And he gave us a, a blank slate. And oh. so we tried to look at what had worked in the past in carting and what hadn't worked in the past for carting. And we tried to address the issues that uh, we know made it difficult to get into the sport. We tried to make it easier for people to get into the sport. I think we've had some really good success there at Gateway. We had an event last year with over 90 entries, which may not sound like a lot to some of the people that are familiar with, you know, Newcastle or, yeah. or some of these other national events, but that was 90 entries in five classes. That wasn't across 10 classes or exactly. 12 classes. Yeah. That was 90 entries across five classes. So um, really excited to see the program grow there. And, and it's uh, Gateway has been a proving ground for the program. Agreed. And, and uh, the people at Gateway, uh, again, Curtis, um, Chris Blair, you know, these guys are really making a name for themselves in the motorsports world. Yes. <laughs> Not that they need to make a name for them. So they yeah. already had a name for them, but they're really solidifying their position as leaders in the motorsports world right now as motorsports um, sort of leading promoters. Um, 
you're familiar with the response that the IndyCar uh, event here at Gateway's got. It's amazing, yeah. totally amazing. And that comes down to Curtis and Chris and the team yeah. at Gateway. So um, we've been fortunate to uh, be a part of all of that over at Gateway, to enjoy all of the energy that happens at that facility and to prove the program and to fine tune and sort of polish on the program over time. And um, we've proven and shown that there is a link from rental carts progressing into competition carts and then further on up uh, the carting pyramid. So it's been a really great deal. Um, uh, it's been good for carting in the Midwest. It's been obviously good for us. It's been good for Gateway. And uh, to see the community that has been created at Gateway around uh, the cartplex over there and the families that race there, the people that race there, super good group of people, a lot of fun to go racing with. And that's really what we'd like to see more of. We want to see more of that type of camaraderie and that fun happening out at these local tracks all over the country. And, and you have the, the, the program at Gateway Carplex. Of course, it's this model that you can say, hey, look how good this works. This, we're mm -hmm. developing this program, the connection from rental cars, carts to, to, uh, to competition carts. Well, that's something you've taken to different places. 61 Cartway, as you said, over at TNT, at Midstate, out in Hastings. Uh, you've been going to different places with that. So you've grown this thing out to now a challenge series as well. Mm -hmm. And then although I know that it's it's not a national series, you guys don't want to have a national series, but right. you have the, the Ignite Majors program, which has, here's some big events. <clears throat> and if you run a club, you, you're a club level racer, but you want to go somewhere super cool. Yeah. You want to run Indy. Exactly. You want to run Daytona. You want yeah, to run yeah. Homestead. You want yeah. to run Quincy, whatever it is. That that Majors program is just, it's it's. I don't look at it as a national. I look at it as more this this uh, this lineup menu of experiences that you guys have given out to people that run Ignite, right? Yeah, you can go exactly. do this. You can go Rock Island. It's just other experiences experiences for club level racers to go to. Well, we call them destination events. I like that. Yeah. And and you know it's a tough sell uh, for me or for anybody on our team to convince people to sign up for a four or five race series where they travel to some of these obscure, you know, more obscure places around the country. It's it's tough to convince mom to go to some of these. Uh, locales that we sometimes have to go to. And, and honestly, when you start chasing points in a national level program, I think a lot of the fun factor goes away. There's a whole lot of pressure because of the points. We got to win the points. We got to yeah. do well in the points. And, and all of a sudden it's a job, you know, and um, it's not about having fun and enjoying your friends at the racetrack and having a cold beer at the end of the day with everybody. I mean, there's just so much pressure and, um, it's just not as fun as it should be. So we don't want to see a points championship uh, on a national level for Ignite. Um, and we want to continue to do these destination events. And, and one of those events was uh, two of them were down at uh, Homestead this past winter, January and February with Scusa. Tom Kutcher and his crew really did a super nice job of welcoming our program. Uh, we got a great reception down there. We were thrilled to be there. And our racers just hadn't awesome time and they and they probably would have had even more fun had they known that like that was it for a while you know that's yeah, true enough that's right <laughs> I mean, yeah they were but, uh, <laughs> but uh tim hannon was down there as a competitor and tim won that turkey he he dusted everybody in the master's class down there and and so i think that sort of solidified his uh enthusiasm for the program and, and uh, implementing it up at ovrp so um, you mentioned the, the the regional program we have, the Ignite yep. Challenge Series. Those are all single day events. I love you, that. Yeah. You can get up at, you can leave early in the morning, and you can be home that night. And that's the whole that's the whole point of that program is you don't have to be gone. You don't have to leave Thursday morning. Set up your pit area Thursday afternoon. 
flog it for three days straight and get home at midnight on Sunday. You know, I mean, that's, I think that appeals to a limited number of people anymore. So um, one of the cornerstones of that challenge series is of course, Autobahn, um, Autobahn country club up in uh, Joliet and cart circuit Autobahn. Uh, they have made a significant investment in carting up there. And so we want to do everything we can to uh, help them justify that investment. And we want to see the continued success of Audubon. Um, they've got over a hundred Ignite owners up there right now. And those guys are chomping at the bit, ready to I go. And I, I like the fact that I really don't need to be here right now because Freeber's doing a good enough job at segueing our two <laughs> guests for me, right? So I, I don't even need to do this now. Yes, joining, we have Alan Bertignoli, uh, from Cart Circuit Autobahn. We've got Tim Hannon as well. Let's bring Tim in here from Oakland Valley Raceway Park. A couple of guys that are, are obviously very big into the Ignite program now. Alan, of course, over at Cart Circuit Autobahn. It's been a couple of years. They've been developing that cart circuit there. I've had a chance to race the big car track uh, doing a, a, a test for, uh, for Formula Car Magazine when I had that magazine, but I haven't been on the cart track yet. That's on the bucket list. And, of course, Tim, who uh, – who Keith had said spent the year doing a whole bunch of Margate Ignite racing. He and I were actually side by side a couple times during the battle at the brickyard. I got a chance to call some great racing for him at uh, the Scusa event. Guys, thank you for joining us here on Face to Face. I appreciate it. Uh, let's talk Ignite racing. You into that? Yeah, Absolutely. I'm into it. Great to see you guys. Alan, Alan, let's start with you because Cart Circuit Autobahn, I think, is something that's, that's really incredible. It's you know, obviously the member track that they have at Autobahn Country Club. To be able to make that switch and say, here's what we have, you know, we've got guys that run Ferraris and McLarens and Lamborghinis or whatever Porsche, whatever cars we have in the garages there at this member track, to put a karting facility together, then they invest the money into turning it into what it is right now, and then to bring the, the, the Margay program in, the, the, the rental car program, then the Margay carts, the Ignite package. Can you give us a little bit of the history about how that happened and how much of a success it's been? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on the show today. It's a, it's a, it's a great honor, and uh, uh, I really appreciate you bringing us in and have, have allow us to speak with Keith and Tim. Um, so, uh, the, the cart circuit or the actual cart track has always been in existence. It was a very small uh, third of a mile kidney bean track. That, okay. that Audubon built when they first built the track 15 years ago. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, but what they decided to do last year in 2019 was was to make a very very large capital investment into the, the circuit itself. So it was a redesign, an expansion with elevation. Uh, there's bank turns now. We put um, a lighting system in that is a LED stadium quality lighting. Um, it is just phenomenal at night. We have brand new parking lot. We actually have a real building because everybody operated out of containers before. <laughs> of um, so we have we have a, a brand new cart maintenance building, a cart storage building. We have a brand new storage facility for the 25 brand new rental carts that we purchased um, and uh, just invested a lot of money and effort in, in, in just making it a top-notch full-class uh, racing facility and believe it uh, you know me I've yeah. been to a lot of racetracks and um, I, I was very impressed um, you know the first time that I had my son out here to run the track he was like this this place is cool and, and he's raced at a lot of racetracks as well, too. So, um, you know, with that being said, um, about three years ago, we started with the Margay Ignite program in 2017. And, and uh, Keith stole a little bit of my thunder. But since that time, we've been able to sell uh, over 100 members here have Margay Ignite cards on site. And that's a range of anything from a Wildcat all the way up to a K3 um, so we run all, all the different classes. We run uh, a member race series uh, eight times a year. 
very similar to any race series. And it's run on the basis of what Keith had mentioned, where it's it's run in accordance to the Margate Ignite rules and the rule set with the Briggs Zello 206 power plant. And then we also uh, adhere to their rules 100%, which from a tech perspective. So it allows the members to follow that, that, that structure very easily. And we also run a single day program because it allows members to, you know, have family time as well, yeah. too. Um, it's a very family friendly environment. A lot of uh, parents are here. They may even drop their kids off where they're running their their rookie or their junior cart. And they're off on the big track running the big track with their car. Yeah, awesome. We also have a lot of members that, that do it as a family. They have the dads racing, their sons and daughters racing, the wives are racing. And it's, it's, it's just a phenomenal environment. I mean, it's grown so much from 2017 to, to 2019. As an example, we started off, I mean, I think the average was about eight carts per event in 2017. And we went to up to averaging 33 carts. And you got to keep in mind, I know Keith had mentioned the regards to, a, a, you know, an event that has close to 90, but we have a very, you know, we only have 430 memberships here. And not everybody carts. So mm-hmm. our largest event last year was 48 carts. That was that's phenomenal for a country club, because it is a private a private course. So uh, one of the other things that had changed last year that I, I want to you know talk about was the uh, the autobahn's decision to open up the autobahn or the what we na- renamed last year as Cart Circuit Autobahn to the general public between five and 10 in the evening. We have we have created a new gate with a new parking lot that enters in on the south side of, of the facility. Oh, nice. And what we do is we, uh, we do rental carts from five in the evening till 10 in the evening. Members are allowed to come in, uh, but it's primarily open to the public. So it opened up a new revenue source for us. It also opened up a new, a new avenue, um, which allowed us to uh, create this somewhat of a ladder program uh, we started uh, doing club leagues and, uh, with the rental carts last last year. We had a real fall four event uh, uh, fall rental league. The prize package was to get a full day in a in a Margay night cart. Yeah. So the two winners from the the one winner from the light class and the one winner from the heavy class in my rental carts now has a full day of private instruction on on our racetrack. And we provide them with a cart and it's a, it's a stepping stone. It also is a promotion for them to want to be members at the membership within the country club itself. I think that's amazing. Now, I probably should have prefaced this before just to give you people know that you do know uh, national level racing, regional level racing. Of course, your son, Alex, uh, a former champion in many different levels of the sport. So you have been to club, regional, national karting events all over the place. I want to quickly go back and talk about the, the country club deal because it's interesting. It's, it is a country club and similar to a golf course or something like that. It's really hard when you have a country club that's a motorsports country club to have that family atmosphere because the kids can never really get in the car and drive themselves. If you, if you kind of connect that to maybe golfing, you guys are essentially to a certain extent can then have a junior program as you would have at any golf course. That, I would have to think that, that bringing this program and allowing kids of members, families to be able to race as well is only going to continue to fuel the membership side of it as well. Cause these guys, they're going to get married and they're going to have bring family in as well. I, I just see this 
thing growing and expanding just for the club membership itself. Absolutely. And, and one of the things how we promote that is we we have several kid cart camps or kid, what we call cart camps. I don't yeah. want to call them kid cart camp because the cart camp is available to anybody. And what we do is it's a half day camp. It, it's structured around people that have little to a moderate amount of experience. And, and, and it's a combination of classroom and, and driver coaching on the track. And what it does is it also promotes them to want to get excited. And uh, you have to keep in mind some of the some of the carters that have come up through the Audubon uh, program are now racing cars at the national level. You have uh, people racing in IMSA, Britt Casey Jr. You have, um, you know, uh, uh, Collins, uh, Brandon Collins, who's racing uh, Speciatas now as well. So. Um, and then Jordan Missig, who's now racing F3 this year. Yeah. So you have several people that came up through the karting here at the Audubon Country Club. And that's really the goal to try to get people to, you know, from the small track to the big track. I like that. Now, Keith, let's talk to you back. I got, got your headset back in. I appreciate it. Just perfectly, perfectly timed. Uh, as part of the, the challenge, the Ignite Challenge in the area, you guys get to come to to kart circuit autobahn it has to be a fantastic stop they put so much money into this racetrack it's just become this great addition to the challenge program itself it's it's the eye popper stop uh for our our crowd um the last two years that we've been up there two years three years two years that we've been up there um some of the members some of the full circuit members have been very generous in opening up their um I, I think the term is garage, yeah. but it's uh, it's obviously a much nicer uh, uh, condo than just a garage. And um, we can hear you. We can still hear you. Okay. And uh, anyway, it's 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 a real eye popper event. I mean, their eyes just wow. They they, <laughs> they they can't believe how nice the whole facility is up there. I mean, it is absolutely first class, and everything is done uh, with perfection in mind. And, and that's the way they've approached the, the new cart uh, circuit as well. And, and so uh, it's, uh, it's really exciting for our group to get up there, even if it's just for a day. Uh, they're treated like royalty up there. And uh, we're looking forward to getting back. We've, we've got a little bit of a delay in getting there. Um, you know, we were supposed to be up there, I think, this, this weekend, actually. And um, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, but that's all right. It's going to rain a lot in Juliet this weekend. <laughs> so I feel right. a whole lot better about it. Um, but yeah, no, it's really, uh, it's, it's on one end of the spectrum, obviously it sets the standard. It's just first class all the way. And then we also hit a lot of the traditional tracks in the Midwest as well. Quincy, TNT, uh, Mid-State Cart Club, yeah. 61 Norways, uh, yeah, Gateway Cartplex, of course, uh, just had a visit here from Mr. Scharf with uh, Gateway Cartplex. So uh, they're getting ready to uh, crack the gates over there too, hopefully very soon. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been really great being involved with all these different tracks. We pause our face-to-face -face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Fast, fair, and fun. The Margay Ignite Spec Karting Program offers you all of that at an affordable price. The all-new IgniteKarting.com page provides you with the information you need to fuel your passion for kart racing. Ignite Karting is a spec package that includes the Margay Racing Chassis with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine package and the Hoosier R80 tire. An Ignite K2 is designed for ages 8 to 12, while the Ignite K3 is available for junior, senior, and master's drivers. The 2020 season has a handful of major events for Ignite Karting. The historic Quincy Grand Prix is set for June 13th and 14th, 
racing through the city's famed South Park. The USAC Karting Battle at the Brickyard on July 14th, 15th, 16th is held inside the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, where you have a chance to take a lap around the famed 2.5-mile oval and the special Yard of Bricks. All information on events throughout the country and Ignite Kart packages, including dealers in your area, are available at IgniteKarting.com. Head there now to register for the upcoming Scusa Winter Series event on February 7th, 8th, and 9th at AMR Motorplex in Homestead, Florida. Arrive and drive packages are still available. So get off the couch and onto the track this year. Ignite Karting. Fuel your passion. Made in the USA. That's exactly what you get from Precision Karting Technologies. Based in Detroit, Michigan, PKT brings over 35 years of manufacturing experience to the sport of karting. Their passion for the sport began focusing around the kid kart platform and has expanded every year with hundreds of products designed to put you on the podium. Precision Karting Technologies is known around North America for their successful line of axles available in all age groups. PKT manufactures a number of engine products for Comer, IAMI, Rock, Rotax, and the popular Briggs & Stratton 206. A wide variety of chassis components for the many brands in the sport are available through PKT, including hubs, pedal risers, skid plates, and other hardware for your cart. Axle straightening, chassis adjustments, engine service, and specific CNC machining projects are available through their Motor City headquarters. To learn more about the many products and services available from Precision Karting Technologies, head to pktaxles.com. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history in motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level and track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of the race day. To learn more about the 206 engine, and to find a North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? You want the best, you just gotta roll with the best. Streeter Superstands. This is Jeff Wessel from StreeterSuperstands.com. You wouldn't put subpar parts on your racing cart, so why put that cherished ride of yours on anything but karting's number one lifts and stands, Streeter Superstands. Streeter is the original and genuine manufacturer of the second-to-none Bigfoot rolling stands, stackers, uprights, and industry-leading superlift. We also manufacture and sell the largest and always-growing roster of trailer and shop accessories like tire, engine and jug racks, cabinets, spray can trays, beat breakers, and tons more to outfit any size trailer, team, and budget. Streeter Superstands has over 30 continuous years of experience. Rick Cart racers just like you and know that the Streeter name represents the absolute best in stands, lifts, and accessories for karting enthusiasts worldwide. 
Durability, affordability, unmatched quality, and customer service, that's what sets us apart from the rest. Check us out now at streetersupersands.com. Roll with the best, streetersupersands.com. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Well, let's let's move over to, <clears throat> to Tim Hannon right now because I don't think I've heard Tim not talk for 24 straight minutes. This is pretty absolutely amazing to have him shut down for a bit. <laughs> I thought it was on. I thought I might have been on mute for a second there. Too. Oh, David, David had David had me on mute at the appropriate <laughs> time. Like, I think he saw I was going to interject. And, oh, you were oh, like, I'm not ready. <laughs> um, so we talked obviously about the the launch of of the night program with Keith and a gateway and everything they did. Then we talk about this, you know, move to, to the uh, cart circuit Audubon a couple of years ago and how great that has been, how the expansion, how it's grown. You're part of this new front running move, right? Cause there's all the new tracks all over the place. Sean um, Bailiff down at, uh, at Trinity Karting group and motorsports country club of Cincinnati, bringing the ignite program program on as well. You did a bunch of racing last year. First off, uh, we'll come back and talk about OVRP a little bit. Of course, this track started in 1958, one of the oldest car tracks in the country that's still operating. How do you see the Ignite program fitting into what you guys have going at Oakland Valley? Well, you know, I've said for years, and many of my friends know, that the I wasn't buying into the 206 program because, you know, the the, the guy on a, on a very strict budget is going to show up with a 10-year-old chassis and then someone uh, someone with a budget can pull a $6500 go-kart off the wall and 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 it's really not the parity that that that's being sold. So I applaud Keith for putting together a package that is drivable uh, right out of the box. I showed up to the first race and you know I thought I might get some info out of Greg and the boys there and Greg flat out said to me just drive it and drive around what you got and on Sunday the go-kart will be good and you know, so there are some small things that you can do to change the go-kart, but the fact is you can really just get in it and drive it and expect to see the checkered flag and, and have a great time uh, racing with some with some people. So you guys have a rental car program. I know you guys have a fantastic just a racing series that you guys run. Of course, you've been there for, for 10 plus years. Your family has, has owned the racetrack. You have a rental car program. Do you see similar to what we're seeing with, with Alan at, at, uh, at Audubon to try to make that connection of getting these rental car drivers to make themselves potentially move into Ignite? Will that be the first step that you'll sell? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think what we're going to do is probably skip the step where we race our rental carts. I'm sure Alan uh, will agree that uh, if you get people who uh, know what they're doing, or know what they're doing, or worse, think they know what they're doing and don't. <laughs> you know, the abuse on the equipment through uh, competitive experience is insane. So, yeah. to to save that equipment for what it's meant for, and it's the introduction, and it's the candy, and it'll last a lot longer. And and then I think the the combination of a bulletproof engine. Uh, our our business plan has always been to expose as many people to the experience as we can. And that means running engines that when you pull the string, they're going to start lots and lots of times. And, uh, you know, that combined with the 80 durometer tire, um, there once was a tire called the D1. And that was some of the most fun racing that I did with my compadres because it was difficult to drive. And I think that this is, uh, uh, it's a difficult tire to drive and we all share that. And that is kind of the, the icing that makes this so much fun to drive. 
uh, when you're racing with other people. You know, one of the things I think I want to bring up, this is interesting about the package itself. Is, again, it's great for people coming out of rental karting that maybe want to get into the competition side. Uh, it's good for people that are just on a kind of a, a bit of a budget, but it's also drawn back a bunch of guys that have raced a bunch of stuff. You look at Keith Scharf, who's SCCA driver, all the great race car stuff he's driven, uh, pulls a guy like you back into drive. Uh, Phil Pignatero bringing him back. Here's the guy that wins like top level X30 Masters races around the country as a front runner, but throw him back in a in a in a Margay Ignite because it's just pure fun. That's what I love about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and the thing with the Ignite is, uh, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna run a higher horsepower car or if you're gonna run a um, uh, a softer tire, then you're going to need to spend some time in the gym. You're yeah. regardless of your age, that's you're going to, you're going to have to make a physical investment. And, you know, I think that's something fun for guys like me and you, we could show up to a couple races a year. And although we have experience racing, we're probably not physically ready to go drive a shifter. However, yeah. we can go use our life's experience and actually go and have fun with our friends and race all three days and be competitive and, and uh, still enjoy doing that. I love that. Now, here's I want to like let me throw this out here right now. We're about a half an hour into the show. Those of you who are tuning in right now, if you have any questions for a, any three of our guests, feel free to put them in the comments, and David will pop them up, and we'll ask some questions uh, of our esteemed guests here. Uh, Tim, I'll start with you. We'll go around the horn. Uh, we've got to grow the spore a little bit, right? And I think obviously uh, Keith had mentioned earlier about the bottom of the pyramid. What do you see that that we need to do? And I'll ask both you and Alan, track managers, track owners. What do you, we need to do as karting businesses to kind of grow this sport right now? And of course, the Ignite program is a big part of it. But what do you think? Uh, what do you think as being a track owner? Well, I mean, with with my family and with our staff here, I, I always say if we answer every phone call, we're going to make twenty percent more business. And so I think for all of us, it is even much that much more essential that we engage with every potential customer. And the reality is that that guys like Alan and myself are responsible for populating the sprint cart industry. We're responsible for putting drivers in Mike Doty's tent and responsible for those kids who win with Mike Rollison and, and PSL and all of those other teams That's that true. rely on us to, to bring people into the sport. So at the end of the day, I think Alan and I uh, will both agree that it's time to step the game up even more and engage every single opportunity. Now, I think one of the things that Alan and I have as a major advantage to some of our, our uh, more rural friends, people who are spending big money to drive their race cars on the weekends are going to have to change their budgets. And, and the last major financial situation that we had, uh, we were ready. We were ready for just to get uh, flooded with, with impossibilities. And yeah. what ended up happening, mm. it was the race car guys that parked that budget and came and drove go-karts with their son, with their children. So yeah. um, the timing couldn't be better for us to uh, uh, roll out the, the Margate Ignite program. Um, you know, we're, we're near the epicenter of this, this catastrophe. And, and, you know, my, my 75 year old mom works the desk here. And, and so we have to take this very, very seriously, but you know, of course we're also eager to get going. And, and right now we're told by our local authorities, they're going to investigate May 4th. You know, I know that my mom and her golfing buddies are out uh, <laughs> a lot more, a lot more than the rest of her friends that work. So, you know, so hopefully we see a corner turn in, in, in this part of the country. And then, and then even 
man, I'd love to load up our trailers, but how many of our friends in the Midwest want to see a truck with a New York tag rolling into their <laughs> lot right now? You know, so we're just, right. I mean, we're stuck and we're just going to have to ride it out. But, but I think the idea is, uh, I believe that the, the, the gate is going to have a line of people. And I firmly believe that we're going to have 10 people driving our first Margay Ignite race here at the facility. So here's a question. I want to bring this back. We'll go around the horner for this because you, you bring this up. And I think it's a really good question. Um, and Andy Saisman and I talked about this a little bit. One of the things that's going to happen is, especially over this first couple of months, when people aren't flying a lot, when we may not see an ability to have a race over 500 or 1,000 people, are we going to see a lot of the national guys and regional guys potentially come back to the club level, support their club, uh, be out there, maybe racing, maybe wrenching, maybe instructing just to help out their 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 uh, their grassroots level where they came from? I think that's something I'd like to see. Oh, I think so. I think it's a, a huge opportunity um, for people to get sharp. You know, when you talk about a weekend budget at any of the major events, you know, are you going to go there after you've only driven three days? So, you know, I think that the, the people are going to spend the time getting getting back to getting sharp. Um, I hope that the other players in the industry uh, are able to see way to, to drop into the schedules they have as opposed to uh, all of us scrambling and, yeah. and scheduling on top of each other. It's going to do nobody any good. Um, and and hopefully, hopefully we can all approach that that way because at the end of the day, what we really want to do, you know, as, as Keith mentioned in our notes before the show, what is the new normal? And what yeah. we want to try and do is get back to what we know as normal, being smarter, having experienced what we've experienced. But but right, Keith, I mean, don't we just want to drop back in and let's go to Gateway and go racing? Let's go to, you know, let's go to Audubon and, you know, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody wants to get back to it, uh, and, and nobody more so than me. Um, I mean, everybody's just chomping and ready to go, and and uh, we've got Indy to look forward to here in July. Um, but we all collectively, as a sport and as a business, as, a, as an industry, we need to be smart about what we do. Um, we can't just sort of dive back in and, and pretend that you know, we don't need to change uh, because things are definitely different and um, we need to just be very smart and we need to cart smart uh, in the world of creating hashtags. We need to cart smart. Yeah. And um, and we don't want to we, we want we want to be model citizens when we get back to the track. And I think that's very important for everybody. So and we need to be smart about the way we approach this. In the article that I wrote, the column I wrote, the morning coffee, I talked about that. We all want to get back to the racetrack. And of course, everybody's got to do what they can in terms of staying apart and still having social distancing. But I think that if we have that, uh, if we have the respect for everybody we're with, I think that's going to be key when we get back to the track, wearing masks, staying away from each other, washing your hands as much as you can. I think that if we do the right things because our, our sport really is, although we like it to be hands-on and high-fiving and shaking hands and sharing beers, it doesn't have to be. We don't do, we can stay apart and still get a race together. We don't have the camaraderie we normally do, but we can do a race and never be, never really be six feet close enough to each other unless we're on the racetrack. Is that correct? What do you think, Alan? Yeah, so I can tell you for a fact that we we are we're going to be wearing masks. Everyone at the Autobahn will be wearing masks when we get up and running. Uh, we're we're withholding and holding up to whatever Governor Pritzker announces this week. So uh, we're going to abide by that. Uh, there could be some special rules around golf courses and parks that we'll be able to adhere to. Um, and I can tell you to get back to two two of the other things that we had that were brought up here is that. 
you will see some national level drivers stepping down into the, I can tell you for a fact. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. (laughs) So, uh, you know, uh, he, he'll be doing, he's, he already does coaching and, and, and does, does a lot to support club level and and regional level racing when he's not national level racing. And he's going to be doing some, some regional stuff this year. Um, One of the other things that we had talked about and Tim mentioned and, and Keith had also mentioned and how, do we grow the sport? Um, And I I think, and what I've seen personally, and and I'm I'm going back to my own experience on on how we got started racing uh, back in the day at Badger Card Club up in Dousman, Wisconsin. Back then, when when my son started racing, the kid kid card class and, and the Yamaha rookie class were the biggest classes that were participating in those races. So it's, as Keith said, it's a pyramid. But right now, what I see happening, even at the Autobahn uh, and, and even at when I've heard about Badger Card Club, some of the local tracks here, it's almost a reverse pyramid where the kid card classes and the rookie classes are some of the smallest classes now. So how do you build that base unless you have your entry level go-carters, kid carters, rookie carters, you know, uh, cadets, anybody that's racing, you know, the, 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 rock, the mini rock or the or the 60, uh, 60 CC two cycle, or, or even the, the Briggs power plant is just so popular. Um, I think that we need to get more young kids involved at that entry level uh, to create that bottom of the pyramid to be wider. Uh, yeah. As Keith had, <laughs> had mentioned. Yeah. It's, it's the pyramid of grassroots club, regional and national. And then it's the actual pyramid of let's exactly. have younger kids. Yeah. Coming into it's the sport, different pyramid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, but it's still a pyramid. Tim, what about you? What do you guys see over at OVRP in terms of having the young kids? I know that you guys love working with the young kids in the sport and, and coaching them and, and the whole deal. How do you see your level of young drivers, cadets, kid carts? And are you doing anything? Or do you have anything special that you guys do to, to bring more in? Well, I think one of the things that we do that is, uh, Rob, that is my probably my favorite thing to do is to take yeah. a five or six or eight year old kid and. And just get, teach them a little bit of safety, but open their eyes and open their imagination. And then, you know, it kind of all becomes, it goes from there. But I, I, we're experiencing the same thing that Alan is in the, in the rest of the country. We have 30 juniors that show up. We have 20 seniors and in, in, in 18 masters. But then we get, uh, you know, six or eight little kids at the end of the year. We might start with four. So I don't have an answer, but but I agree with Alan completely that we need to start working with the kids that are single digits and ages and uh, and not just, you know, we're getting great, great people in and lots of people, but, but they're teenagers when they let's, show up or adults. Let's get your comment on this. David, let's look at the, the, the comment from Brian McHattie just put up. He says, local grassroots carding needs to be back to kids and parents working together instead of writing checks to a coach, tuner, or team at the local <laughs> level. What are your thoughts on that? Alan, you're laughing. Do you want to talk about the fact having, because I know you worked on your son. Your son's so I, I still do. So even even though my son races for a major team, one of the requirements that I have is that I get to work on the go-kart still. Yeah. Um, so um, it cre- it's created a trust level and a bond, a bond that you cannot break um, and believe it. Uh, and, and I know you can, and I know you all can, everybody on the, on the call here is that, that, the whole check check writing is at, at a new high level right now. Um, and I understand that not everybody wants to work on a go-kart. Not, not everybody has the skill set level to do it, but I agree wholeheartedly with Brian and, and everything that, you know, th- there's a lot more to be gained by, uh, you know, learning and picking up some of the, some of the skills that you would have to actually work on the go-kart yourself um, or try to do as much as it as, as you can. Plus it's going to create an, 
a bond that cannot be broken with, with your son or your daughter. That's it. Hey, listen, let, here's a story I always tell. I remember t- talking to a couple of parents and a, a, a father will come and say, I'll say, how's your day going? They're like, oh, we're having a horrible day. And I go, that's awesome for you. And he's looking at me like, you're crazy. What do you mean it's awesome for you? I said, what other sport can you be in with your son or daughter where you can have a bad day and you have to work together? You actually have to talk to each other to solve a problem together to find success. You don't get that in basketball, football, baseball. It's a single sport. You actually get to work with your your child to discuss and talk and have a dialogue. Keith, I know that you would believe in this as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's one of the great things that we see with parents working together with their kids at the track. And and something that's often overlooked is that in carding, you're working together. The parent is engaged with the child. They're working together to solve problems. You know, uh, compare that to, you know, the typical soccer or little league parent or whatever. You're sitting in the grandstands, you're drinking beer, you're hanging out with the other parents and you're watching your kid out there on the field do whatever. Screaming. (laughs) Yeah, yelling at the umpires or referees. Here, um, you're working together with your child, with your kids uh, to, again, solve a problem, to improve the situation, to achieve a common goal. And uh, that is something that I think is very rare in other sports. So um, it's just one more great thing about Cardi and one more great reason that parents and kids should be out there competing together at the local level. I love it. And, uh, and that's a great thing. Real quickly, I, I got to sell it a little bit. Lots but of time. Real quickly, that's a great thing about the Ignite program is that it's not overly complicated. It's very uh, simple, straightforward. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure it out and make it go fast. Very straightforward, very easy to be competitive with and uh, a great place to learn a, a, a valued skill set when you want to move up the ladder. We're at the Battle at the Brickyard, and IMS President Doug Bowles is yeah. wrenching on his son's cart yeah. and starting it off. And like That's awesome. Now, quick, David, I want to do a shout-out there, a, a comment by Top Cart USA, uh, talking about uh, at Whiteland Raceway Park, they had 20 to 30 kid carts at their local events last season. That's what we want to see, right? Yeah. If you have 30 kid carts, it's just gonna it's gonna fuel up and keep moving. That's the beauty of this thing, for sure. Yeah, yeah and I've heard I've heard the folks at Whiteland have, are just absolutely doing a phenomenal job. So that's great to hear. And another night program, right? Uh, not a full-on Ignite program they're yet. Selling Ignite carts. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. selling carts over there and uh, part of the Ignite Challenge series. And and wait, I, that, I'm wrong. They do have an Ignite class over there, okay. um, and we are going there with the Challenge series. That could be our first race, but. You know the schedules are changing uh, daily, so we'll see there. Let's uh, hey, let's bring another one up here, David. Uh, Chris Rule has uh, made a comment. He said, "I found that my son will listen more to a coach and another experienced racer more than he will me." So I, we find that value in that interaction. And again, uh, Alan, you could talk about that. Obviously, okay. you know you okay, so, you, you so, continue to learn more and more. Uh, right. So, so, right. So what I found was that every every kid is different, um, but they're I, I would have to agree with Christopher there that uh, when, when my son uh, first year junior, I think he was 13 years old is when, when I started working, I still did all the work on the go-kart, but I had, I had somebody coaching him and that's when things turned around. A top so, driver with a top driver within the team. Yeah. 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 It was, it was Jason Burnsell. So, uh, so anyway, so um, once we, you know, so it was, Jason wasn't doing the work on the go-kart. I was still doing the work on the go-kart, but he was actually coaching him to the point where he would, he stopped listening to me. <laughs> so, so uh, it does, doesn't mean we didn't continue to still work together. It's just that um, it aided, aided him in his acceleration up the ladder as far as his driving skills. 
Well, we talked to Al Rudolph about that on Tuesday, about the fact that, uh, you know, the parent could still work on the cart and continue to learn from the team and, and be able to work on the cart. But again, to have more people at the team, top drivers, whatever it may be, or the lead driver of the team to be able to work with him on driving skills, I think is a key thing. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Kometic Gasket is a leading worldwide supplier of gaskets and engine sealing solutions for karting, automotive performance, power sports, original equipment, and the remanufactured engine industries. Kometic karting gaskets are available as OE replacement top-end kits or as individual gaskets and seals. Just like competitive carters, Kometic can operate on the fly and has the unique capability to customize any gasket to meet specific engine requirements and clearances. All of Kometic's fiber materials are asbestos-free and do not require any additional sealants. Viton oil ring cylinder head seals are used in each two-cycle kit, and Kometic's four-cycle engine kits feature only the most advanced multi-layer steel head gaskets. Kometic can tailor to engine builder-specific needs through bulk ordering and packaging flexibility. Kometic gaskets are must-haves for championship-winning teams across multiple disciplines of both professional and amateur motorsports. Kometic gasket, sealing championships since 1989. Located in Mooresville, North Carolina, on-site at GoPro Motorplex, Kart Sport North America features over 6,000 square feet of retail space. Along with being the official race team and distributor for the Kart Republic chassis, they offer full retail sales, kart service and storage, and products from the top brands in the sport, such as CZ Chain, Talon Sprockets, SKF Bearings, and Prisma Tire Gauges. If you want to take your racing to the next level, they also offer driver training and coaching programs available trackside at GoPro Motorplex. They have a massive inventory, so head to their online store at kartsportna.com to get same-day shipping of the parts and components that you need. While you're there, check out their used section of carts, engines, parts, and accessories. Kartsport North America, top quality products, winning brands, and professional driver development services. Wins in the sport's biggest races and championships in national and regional series all over the country, they're all on Nitro Kart's resume. The Nitro Kart has made its statement as the best, fastest, and winningest cadet chassis on the American market. The 2020 Nitro Cadet is even better. The kart features magnesium front and rear hubs, a floating sprocket hub, and a roller bearing steering column support with tow lock. The Nitro Kart Cadet is completed with mini Dynamica bodywork and Max Pappas' MPI steering wheel. If you want to win in Cadet, get a Nitro Kart and join our team. I am Nitro Kart mini driver and national champion Spencer Conrad. We just got our 2020 Cadet chassis just before Daytona this year, and I really like it a lot. I got my first victory with it in just the second time on track. I really like the MPI wheel and the new brake system. Plus, the bodywork is really cool. Come join the winningest cadet team on the market, Team Nitro. Race one or chase one. Nitro cars, race one or chase one. 
In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all, and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs at many of karting's biggest East Coast events, full product sales and service, and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Karting Group is a full-service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom-designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one coaching to take you to the next level. We're also your Midwest home for Tony Kart and IAMI, and we're your source for MG and Avinco tires in the region. Tony Kart quality cannot be beat, so call us today to put you in a new chassis for your next event. In 2020, we'll be racing and providing arrive and drive programs for the full Supercarts USA Pro Tour and the Great Lakes Pro Kart Challenge, the WK's Car Week in Daytona, and exciting events like the USAC Battle at the Brickyard and the Rock Island Grand Prix. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group has a long history in the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. One thing I want to bring up, and this is another question. Let's uh, we'll start around the horn. We'll start with Keith, then we'll go to Al, and then we'll go to Tim. What do you guys think the biggest hurdle right now is to get new people into the sport? And I'll, let me preface this with the fact that we talked about that <laughs> we talked about the fact that money was the first hurdle, right? That was that first thing you had to jump over. Jump over the Margie Ignite at its level. When when you brought it out, Keith, I said this before that the Margie Ignite, you know, it removed that barrier of entry of the price, and then. A new cart was this price, and then a used one. He was even a little bit cheaper. Now, granted, they hold their they hold their value for a long time simply because of the fact it's a spec program. But of course, you know, barrier of entry, price, the number one thing. What else is a big hurdle? Do you think, Keith, and bringing new people in? That's a tricky question right yeah. now. There's a, a lot of uh, variables, but certainly uh, there's a comment here from Robbie Seward uh, that says it's hard to convince anyone to spend any money right now, and and that's true. But I think we also need to look at this as an opportunity. People have been cooped up for a long time. People have had the opportunity to sort of evaluate their position in life and the things that they want to do. And and I think what I'm hoping that we'll see when we come out of this is that uh, there's going to be a lot of people that have, are going to say, you know, I always wanted to race a cart or I always wanted to do this or I always wanted to do that. We need to position ourselves to take advantage of that and be ready to cater to those people. And like Tim says, yeah. be ready to answer every phone call aggressively, give them the information they need. Make it easy to get involved. That's the trick here. It's if, if you look at um, competing products out there, it's so easy to spend money in other places. And we need to work collectively as an industry to make it easier for people to spend their money with us and remove more of the entry barriers. Um, one of those barriers is having 15 different engine platforms to choose from. And Confusion. that's exaggeration. Yeah. You know, I mean, people just want to race go-karts. They don't know if they want to race uh, a tag. They don't even know what a tag is. When they walk into a showroom and they say, hey, my kid wants to race go-karts. And somebody says to them, well, do you want to race a tag? Or, <laughs> you know, and this guy's, what's a tag? You know, they have no idea. We take these things for granted. That's but there's too, 
there's too many options out there and we need to provide them a clear entry point. This is where you start, you know, and uh, I think you're doing people a service by narrowing, by limiting their choices. You know, there's all of that other cool stuff out there and you can go do that at some point. But don't give them 15 choices right off the bat because it's people can't it's, make no, it. it's so much noise, right? It, there's a lot of noise. And if you and if you give them a, if you give them a reason to go, ah, uh, it's just too much. I'll go do something different. That's I like, exactly right. I and, agree with that. And Al, once what, we get them in, yeah, we, we have to uh, as a manufacturer. Um, Tim and Alan were talking about how it's their role to provide the platform to feed up the pyramid, feed the racers up the pyramid to the higher levels. It's our role to provide Tim and Alan with a platform to bring new people into the sport. We've got to provide that package that's sitting there behind Tim. We've got to make it attractive to purchase. We've got to make it easy to work on, and we have to do a better job of that. We have to make it easier to work on. We have to make things simpler. We have to simplify things for people. People don't want to invest years and years and years becoming proficient on rebuilding two cycle carburetors or the intricacies of a dry two disc clutch. You know, they want yeah. to go race. Yeah. Let's make it easy for them to get on the track and let's make it easy for them to race. So before we go to Alan, let's bring up the first comment from Josh Ulstrom. He says a, a, new, a set of tires and fuel every weekend for a plastic trophy is the issue. That's not the ignite program though. That's the key. It's not that the tires last forever. You're putting in it's pump fuel. You're putting in yes. six or seven bucks worth of fuel, and That's the tires exactly. last. It's not the tires. Yeah. Gateway Park Flex, for instance, the tires should last you a full season, and you will be competitive at the last race on those tires. There is no reason to go out and buy new tires for the last race. Yeah. You can make a full season on a single set of tires. That's a two hundred dollars set of tires that you're going to amortize over ten races. So you're basically paying $20 a weekend for tires. Yeah. Uh, add your fuel into that. Yeah, Gateway, you're going to spend $26 a weekend on fuel and tires. That's it, so, right? That's it. that's it. So again, it, it's carding. You pay for how fast you want to go. You want to go faster, you got to pay more money. More yeah. tires, more fuel, more more everything, right? So Alan, cost how fast do you want to go, right? That's it. Alan, let's come to you. Uh, in your experience at Cart Circuit Autobahn, what has been that hurdle in getting people into the sport? Making it, and I agree with Key wholeheartedly, it's, it's, it's making it easy. And one of the things that we're doing to try to develop that is, as I had mentioned earlier, we I store about 60 of the 100 carts that are here. I have a, I have a climate-controlled storage building with a, with yes. and basically those of people that have boats are, are familiar with boats in-out service. I provide an in-out service. So people, they call me, call ahead. Hey, I'm coming to use my cart today. Um, so what I what we do is we have a, a weekly uh, newsletter that's sent out to people. It's called Talk Around the Track. Uh, I promote the go-karts. I promote our storage facility. So what we try to do is, is uh, amplify what Keith had mentioned as we make it as easy as possible. I know this goes against something that we already talked about, though, but we also promote working on their go-karts. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, because you know, let's face it, a lot of people in in my environment they they don't really want to uh, work on the go kart. So and but there's really not a lot to do, as Keith had mentioned. I mean, the entry level and the working on a 206 and, and the ignite platform itself is it's a, a lot of it is is just you know it's drive the go kart. There's not a lot to do. There's not a lot of adjustments, and and you just you just take care of it. You make sure the cart's aligned. You make sure you're you know you have fresh gas in it, and you go. That's it. That's it. 
Hey Tim, I see you furiously writing notes down over there. What do you have to what do you have to add to this deal about that being the, the hurdle that we're trying to get over to get guys into the sport? No, 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 no. I thought when we were talking before the show, we were talking about visual ruse. You know, that was that was a visual ruse. I just looked like I was feverish. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, I completely agree with, with what everything everybody is saying. And you know, because we have the ability to move a two or three day old Margay package to a customer, we are limiting the number of tires that somebody can use for the entire season at eight, which essentially means you either get a new set with your new go-kart or, you know, at some point during the reason or during the season, if you're eager to spend money, you're going to find for the, the next three sessions, you're actually going slower on the new tires as we've all experienced, right? And, yep. and just, just to that, I know there are people out there saying, come on tires, it's the contact patch, it's the whole thing. We're racing with Keith in the program at the national level. If I could spend money on more tires, because we're already spending a zillion dollars to go there in the hotels and everything, if that would make us faster, it would make us faster. And we're literally running at the national level tires for eight weekends before <laughs> before we put new tires on so i completely agree on the tire side um and then the ease and the noise uh are, are two things that i agree upon you know we're all a little old school uh i might be the youngest old school maybe maybe not but easy now but 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 right i mean when we grew up racing the two things you had to know to not wreck your day was how much oil goes in my gas and how much do i have to weigh you know, in this program alone, it takes half of that away, you know, and, and that is phenomenal. And, and what we're trying to do, one of the things that I see is you'll have families of three and four people and they have to choose who races and who doesn't race, even though they're all total addicts. So yeah. with, with this program, right, I, I, I assume I'm close to where Alan or anybody else is with a go-kart. If they come in and say, hey, I'm racing a tag or, you know, a couple times a year in my neighborhood, we get, yo, cuz, you got shifters. But, you know, um, they can come in and they can race and their son can race or their daughter can race for the same amount of money that they would buy a go-kart for just one person. And mm. and so I think that expands the, the ability uh, financially to do it. And then one of the things that we're going to do here, because so many of our racing children have – uh, currently successful or, or race car driving parents. So we're going to do a concierge service to where literally the dad or the mom says, okay, Joey, go get a hot dog and then go sit in the grandstands. And the, they put the suit on, they go to the grid. The go-kart is going to be waiting for them on the grid in the spot that they've qualified. They go race, they scale, they walk away from the go-kart and go back to their family until it's, fun, it's time to drive again. And so, uh, you know, I think I agree with everything all of you guys brought up and we can only hope that, you know, to touch on each one of those to, to have success. What I saw from everybody here, which I thought was interesting, it, it was, it was essentially not tailoring, but providing the experience that every different customer wants, right? There's a cus some customers want a cart and they want to work on themselves. Other guys want a cart and they want somebody, to, they want to kind of be hands-on. Other guys want to just come and roll in and drive the cart and go. Those are the barriers of entries, right? Keith, if we just do whatever, if we provide a lot of different experiences all within our program and you can bring anybody in, you're, you're, you're getting rid of all the excuses not to go racing. Now more than ever, flexibility mm -hmm. is the key, yeah. right? I mean, you've got all those, that wide range of people you were just talking about the, the, the parents that 
don't want to touch anything. They want to drop the kid off, let them race, have a big time, play with their friends. That's great. And then you have the people that still like to tinker, you know, and, and the people that still like to build their own motors and do a lot of chassis work and things like that. And, and so you've got everything in between there. And I think we've got a program here that caters to that wide range of people. It also caters to facilities like Allen's and Tim's where they can provide the service of, uh, you know, drop your cart off. We'll take care of it. Like, like uh, Alan said, it's, it's in an in and out type of service, you know, yeah. um, we'll take care of everything for you. The concierge level service, people want that these days. And I think we're providing a platform here um, that enables that. And, and when we talk about platforms, we have to give a shout out to Briggs yeah. for providing this 206. Like Tim, I was a late adopter. I was not an early adopter. I'm a two cycle guy. I grew up building my own two cycle engines, you know, I mean, right out back here. I mean, I still have all the tooling from when we did build our own two cycle engine from the ground up here at Margate. Um, so I was, I was late to the party, but once I got involved in it, boy, did it, I mean, it answered so many questions, it addressed so many issues with carding. It made things so much easier. Um, and I don't know where carding would be today where sprint carding would be today without the 206. And we're very fortunate that we get to work with Briggs uh, closely on different projects and, and uh, they've got a new management team up there. Yeah. Um, and these guys are committed, they're focused and they're working on a lot of really cool stuff. So we couldn't be more excited to continue our relationship with Briggs. And uh, I think it's gonna benefit everybody at the club level tracks too. All right, let's wrap this thing up, Keith. Uh, obviously, some growth over the last number of years. You picked up Autobahn, then you added, of course, the Oakland Valley Raceway Park. Can you talk more potentially about, as we cap off here, other areas of growth, people that are picking up the phone and calling you about getting Ignite to their track? Yeah, absolutely. We talk to those people every day. Uh, Sean Kennedy does a great job with that. He's really worked hard to grow the program along with Greg Dingus. Those guys here are are you know, the support level. I mean, they're the, they're the backbone of the program here. They do all the grunt work. Um, I get all the glamor and get to hang with you guys. I like um, David Cole. Yeah, <laughs> They are the David Cole of Margay. So uh, uh, yeah, no, we've, we've got, um, I think we've got a lot of opportunity staring us in the face um, for when we come out of this, uh, this period um, made in the USA. We make the product right here. In, I mean, Right here. That's, that's, we didn't bring that up. And that's something that needs to be brought up for sure. They're yeah. building product right outside the door right now. Mm -hmm. um, and our package uh, is built around the, the U.S. built Briggs engine and the U.S. manufactured Hoosier tires. Um, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. That, you know, Briggs and Hoosier are, are literally, I don't know, 150, maybe 200 miles apart. And, and the product, the Hoosier product is 100% made in the USA. The Briggs product is 100% is assembled in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And our chassis are built right here in St. Louis. So um, I think there's going to be a little bit more sentiment uh, to buy, buy local, buy American. And, and I think we've got a great product. We're not asking you to buy the product because it's built in the U.S. We're asking you to buy the product because it's a great product. And it is a great platform. And it happens to be built here in the U.S., uh, by a great team here at Margate. So that's awesome. Uh, pretty excited to get get working with these guys and and, and get some carts on the track. Alan, uh, in, in talking to you, you guys got something amazing going at Kart Circuit Autobahn. It was great to get some more insight from you, and I really appreciate that. Uh, we're all waiting to go racing. I know you had mentioned potentially you might hear something about uh, May. What are you looking forward to this year? What how, What is the status of Autobahn? What are you looking forward to maybe more? Uh, I, I'm looking forward to just getting getting going. Um, 
I, I I go to the track probably two three times a week just to button up some items. We're doing doing a lot of planning. Um, I'm I'm just looking forward to getting going, getting getting in getting in a rhythm. Let's say yeah. Um, I because right now it's there's no rhythm involved whatsoever. You're just you're just kind of planning for social distancing and how to wash things, um, so, which is not, it's not fun. You know, it's, it's, no. it, and, and the thing that, that I guess is that's the scariest part is, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier is what, uh, what is the new, the new future or the, the new world going to look like? I, I don't think we really know. No. So, uh, so we're just kind of hypothetically planning how to clean things, how to plan But I, I just want to get going. Yeah. I just want to get out there. Right. Uh, I actually drove a go-kart the other day because there was nobody around and there was nobody within 300 acres of me. So I took one, a rental cart out. I just wanted to do that. <laughs> I feel you on that. Trust me. I've been doing a lot of iRacing and it's not just, it's just not doing it for me. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll get some people, all everybody's jumping on iRacing right now. Maybe we can grab the iRacers and say, Hey, listen, do you actually want to feel what it feels like and smell what it smells like? And get out to the track. I think we'll just try to drag some iRacers out karting as well. Yeah. Let's wrap up with Tim Hannon. Guys, uh, Tim, you you guys made um, some, some pretty big capital investments into your track. You repaved the facility as well. OVRP is an iconic racetrack. You know, we hear people throw names out like Sage Karam and Santino Ferrucci and some of the guys that, that started there. But uh, an iconic track, what are you looking forward to this year? New plans potentially you're working on? The Margay Ignite, probably going to be one of the big highlights this year. Oh, that'll be a huge highlight, you know. And like Alan was saying, uh, uh, the, the curves are painted. I don't think we've ever had all three lawnmowers running at the same time. Uh, yesterday, I was actually working on a 1958 grader to work on our dirt track. So Vintage. yeah, we're, we're all going crazy. A little bit differently as I live at the track with my dogs. And uh, so I have been driving a little bit. In fact, uh, I had my uh, I had this one out uh, nice. yesterday and did some laps. Nothing big, just to clear the head and be able to get back to uh, what we have to do here in the shop. Uh, Daniel Costa, our new general manager who has uh, replaced my brother, who's out in Indiana right now. Uh, he's in here, and we're just working hard. We're doing a service program for our customers, and we do have a couple families, uh, local families, that, you know, have uh, uh, come and driven, you know, but we, we put those little tape lines that are a little more than six feet, just yep. like everywhere else you go. Um, so, no, I think the Margay Ignite thing is going to be just just huge for us this year. We have about 120 club members. We get about 80 for, for a club race. Uh, a bunch of folks come and drive during the week just to, to put laps in. I'm, I'm thinking by the end of the year, we could, we could be at 140. My goal would be to be 150 by next year. Um, and, and that is not looking at any major advances in any of the other classes, although there are a couple that are developing. Um, uh, we, we have so much fun running the stuff. And then one thing I wanted to mention is, you know, Rob and all four of us, right? How many times have we had people say, oh, you drive? Yeah. Oh, come on. What am I doing in this? What do you think? I, I fell <laughs> one day and hit my head and decided this is what I wanted to do. That's you know, it. so the idea that we can get out and drive and then, you know, we, we did talk a little bit about the national and the majors events. And the coolest thing about them is what it allows us to do is keep the customer in the Ignite. And Rob, you and I and David get to go race with our customers those awesome. two times right. a year. And, and so it, it keeps the customer going. And I'm, I'm super excited about the program. Uh, Keith and his family have been fantastic to work with. And, and uh, we're, we're pretty excited to wave some flags here. I love it. Tim, thank you. Alan, you as well. Uh, Keith, thanks for joining us here at Face to Face. I appreciate it. 
Guys, again, uh, we talk about support karting, right? These three guys right here are guys that need support. Oakland Valley Raceway Park, uh, Kart Circuit Autobahn. Of course, we talked about the Kart Stimulus Program from Margay, where you buy a new kart and they're going to give 250 bucks credit for you at your local club. Perfect opportunity to get a brand new kart and then take care of your first couple of races and testing sessions. You can make sure you sign up at Oakland Valley Raceway Park, get your registration in, talk to them about the concierge service and talk about uh, going to Cart Autobahn. Check it out, at least. If you're in the Chicago area, at least go out and get in the rental carts and try it. Once you do, look at that Margay. You know what's going to happen. And again, folks, as we say, hashtag support carting. Please do what you can. Our T-shirts are on sale. Remember, 100% of the profit from the T-shirts go to the EKN Partners. Thank you so much for, for those of you who bought it. I think we've... We've sold out all the mediums already. We're low on a lot of the adults. I think we're almost over 50 or 60 shirts already sold. Nobody's even got shirts yet. Once you get them, take a picture of you wearing them, put them on social media, hashtag support carding, tag eCarding News. I'm going to give a bunch of free stuff out as well uh, every week for those of you who put that up there for me. So, folks, we're done. Thank you so much for joining us here. Issue number two of the face-to-face. Big thanks to David Cole for producing everything in the background. Again, we can't wait to go racing. Support the sport right now. They're the ones that are there for you every weekend when you want to go racing. They need you right now. We're going to be back to the track soon. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Stay home right now if you have to. Otherwise, book it. We'll talk to you soon.